everyone and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the managing editor here at Android Central and I have my lovely friends with me, Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. Howdy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am equally good. Good. I'm not going to go <laughs> great, but good. Good. I've got Nick Sutrick with me. Excuse me. Hi. Yo. And I've got Andrew Myrick. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're so cute. Okay. Uh, so I've got, uh, you know, a bunch of s- s- fun stuff to talk about today. And um, we're going to obviously talk a little bit more about some of the devices that came out of I.O. from last week. We exhausted our I.O. conversation <laughs> last week, but I, I think we still have a little bit more in us to talk about it. So. We're going to start off with a really fun article that Andrew wrote um, a few days ago, maybe almost a week ago at this point. Um, It's titled Three Ways the Pixel Fold Falls Short of Current Foldable Phones. Now, I think without even reading this article, we can all agree that there are definitely some shortfalls that the foldable phone that Google has released um, has. But uh, Andrew, why don't you walk us through this article? Tell us your thought process in um writing this but also you know you've been a a pretty big fan of foldable devices and you've been waiting very intently for the fold to come out so what made you compel to write this article uh clicks (laughs) okay at least you're honest (laughs) at least you're honest at least you're honest okay podcast over we're done Uh, that's that's the winner i mean so there, I knew that there were going to be some shortfall, some shortfalls with the Pixel Fold, just because it's Google and it's Google in a new product category. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the current state of the market, there were a couple of things that, like, I was disappointed that Google didn't include. Like the first one is um, there was some confusion in some of the stuff that we learned leading up to the event, and then the event itself. And it turns out there's no stylus support. And I feel like that is a big miss. Like, I think that's the biggest miss out of the things that they they should have or could have. Fully agree. Yeah. Like it's a seven, it's a tablet when you unfold it. It's why Samsung brought stylus support. And if Samsung's making the displays, it should, again, I don't know if they are, I don't know who Google partnered with for the displays, but if they are, it feels like this should have it, it should have been there at least at the very very least they should have had stylus support on the outside co- like the cover screen. I think it's it's hard to you know I agree with you. I think it should have had a stylus support, but I don't necessarily know if I I think it should have been included in the actual design of the phone, but at least be able to purchase a stylus and have it compatible separately would have been smart at least and and i think it would kind of go against google's whole this is the thinnest foldable quote-unquote phone if they had that stylus inbuilt in the phone but yeah but they're they're not they're not even including support for like style support exactly that that is just messed up but i i heard nick you you also agreed with this what are your your thoughts here because you you do use a, a a galaxy uh z fold four right yes well i i did before the pwm thing started killing me but yes um 
And one of the things I love about the three and the four are that, you know, it's got S Pen support, which I don't use a lot, okay? But when I do use it, it's really, really nice to have. Wait, when, you, when you're when you using your your Fold, do you just, like, when when it's, like, flat, do you just use your finger? Like, what do you, how do you... How do you usually use your fold? Yeah, finger typically, yes. Okay, um, okay. And then, like, occasionally I would take notes, or the the pen is really nice for image editing too. So if like I was doing a quick image edit on the go, uh-huh. it was really nice to open it up, use the pen, be able to have some decent screen real estate and a really tiny little pen nib to you know be able to edit photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when uh, all these rumors were happening with the Pixel Fold, and it, it would. A lot of people were talking about how the camera was going to be as good as the Pixel 7 Pro. Um, I I was excited about that, but it was like, oh, but now I'm going to miss the pen, right? And then mm-hmm. we thought maybe we were going to have stylus support on this thing, and now we're told not. So it's like it's it's been a little bit of a roller coaster there, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but I guess maybe that support will eventually come. Right? I mean, why would it not? Well, I, I, I don't know. That, that kind of leads into my, my third point. Um, there's no guarantee that Google's going to make a second one. Why? It, it's Google. Right. Fair. It's, it's a niche category of products. Fair. Fair. Foldable phones aren't as popular in the States as they are in other locations. And I don't remember off the top of my head, but Google's not releasing this in every market. It's a lim- it's a limited release. It's not even coming to Canada, which is yeah, wrong. Yeah, and for other reasons. I, 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 I you know what I, I, I don't use a stylus, so I, re- I guess I really have no dog in this fight. But there are two companies in the world that would know exactly how often you use a stylus because they know every single thing you do on the phone in your hands. That would be Apple who doesn't have any phones with stylus support, but does have stylus support on the iPad, and Google. Google knows exactly how many times you've used a stylus on your Samsung phone. Right, right, right. And they chose that you know not to include it. I'm going to think that in their mind, it just wasn't worth it. That or, yeah, essentially that there aren't a lot of people out there who are interested in using a stylus. Right. And, you know... But then... But... I I I can't help but how, how much would it have cost to put it there? Just to, well, how much is how much is a how much is an S Pen and how much is the Apple? Oh pen? no, is, n- not I don't I don't mean that. I mean the the how much the extra engineering time would have cost? And I don't think yeah. it would have made any thicker. Mm-hmm. We're talking, you know, a what like a tenth of a millimeter mm-hmm. is the thickness of a digitizer layer. I mean, time and money. I, I'm sure I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be something any of us would want to have to budget out. But for Google, it seems like it's something they could have done if they wanted to. But but Jerry, that's exactly the, the, the very same point that you made last week when we talked about the fold not coming to Canada and how upset I am. Your response to that was Google screwed up because they've lost at least one customer's interest in the company. And so similar situation here is like, you know, you cater to only one population who may not necessarily use a stylus, but you're also losing out on all the people who want a stylus. Exactly. I mean, I I can't, 
it, it, it seems to me that it, this is something Googly, Google easily could have afforded to do just to make a few more people happy. Yeah, totally. I agree. Especially at the $1,800 price point, because that's exactly the same price as the Fold 4, which has stylus support. That's no mistake. That that just is too coincidental to well, be Well, yeah, but also I wonder, like, what were they thinking by pricing it at that point? They were thinking, not making it a, don't piss Not Samsung making it off. available, but no, I mean, obviously it is in competition with Samsung, but what were they thinking pricing it at that point, not making it available in many markets, not including some major features, not giving some exclusive features. I mean, yeah, maybe there are some exclusives, but it's not enough for me to say, oh, I'm going to spend 1800 bucks on this phone. The the exclusive feature is that it's a it's Pixel software with Pixel cameras. Those, that's the exclusive stuff. Right. And, and we don't know what exclusive software is coming in the future. Right. That's when Google says we built this so other companies can see you know, what you can do with a folding phone. That's what they mean. No, absolutely. And I, again, I don't remember who, actually, I think it was in my article. I think it was either Jatesh Ubrani over at IDC or Anshul Sag over at Moore and, or Moore and I can't, I never can remember his company name. Sorry, Anshul, if you're listening to this, but um, I think one of them said to me that like this phone isn't a phone to compete with Samsung. It's to help other foldable devices get better at what they're doing. But I don't know if that is the case. Like, is it? There are other phones that are better than this Pixel. Well, I mean, what else would it be? Google is they they had to know that they're not going to make a windfall releasing this phone. They I, I do believe they're this is they're going to lose so much money with this and they don't care. Right. If I know it, they know it. Why do you think they made it? Do what? Why do you think they really made it then? Because they can afford one thing that Samsung won't afford to do, and that's, hey, you three guys, I want you to do nothing but figure out cool crap you can do with a folding phone. Go. <laughs> Fair. And, and have a, a team working on features that can be built into Android to support, you know, two-screen folding devices that merge into one screen. Well, it's like the that stuff I put in our in our Slack channel last night, like app, app pairing. Samsung's been doing app pairs forever, and fo- other foldable manufacturers have had to basically figure out how to do it on their own, but it's not available across the board. Well, now Google's baking it into Android 14, or is supposed to. And, like, that's part of the whole shtick is, like, this is a reference device, basically, but it's available for consumers. But at, also, at the same time, if another company, like, you know, there was a, a, a render going around from the, a nothing foldable. If nothing wants to make a foldable phone, they don't have to try and spend all the R&D and, and research and everything to develop the software to support a foldable phone because Google's already done the hard right. work. Right, you should be able to. The same way that Samsung's already done the hard work and Google's just implementing similar functionality into AOSP. Right, if you want these products to become a thing, you know, I'm going to ignore last year where sales fell because of the economy. But the foldable market has been slowly but steadily increasing Mm -hmm. year after year. If you want this to become a thing, a manufacturer needs to be able to sign the agreements, okay with the licensing, 
get the source code, build it, and it just works. Mm -hmm. Then add whatever value they want to add on top of that software that just works and supports these basic features. Google has to bake that into Android. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, Okay, I want to talk about something related to the Fold, obviously. Um, So our colleague Derek Lee wrote uh, a really fun article very insightful um, titled Google launched the Pixel Fold instead of a Pixel Flip. Here's why. And one of the things that Derek has specifically spoken about, you know, with us and, and maybe on, on a podcast before I can't remember is that he prefers the flip form factor over a foldable form factor, as in the fold form factor. Um, and it's just something that he wished Google, you know, kind of put out. And we know that with the flip, Um, It is definitely a much more mainstream phone. It is catered to a younger audience. Um, It is it's definitely a lot less expensive than the fold. Um, And I I guess I just wanted to get your perspectives on, you know, did Google make the right decision here? I before I get to you guys, I do want to quote. um, I think uh, I found this one quote in the article that I really liked And I want to just read it out really quickly. Um, I think there's a reason why almost everyone launched their Fold before their Flip. Samsung, Huawei, Oppo, Xiaomi, you name it. Also, the Fold allows for a higher entry price since it's more of a productivity device and and it's useful for work and perhaps could be Google's attempt to get deeper into the enterprise space. Um... You know, and and that makes sense. You enter with a more expensive device, you catch on to some people interested in this device, and then you decide to um, introduce a flip. So I guess two questions I ha- have for you guys. One, do you agree with Google's move here in introducing a fold before a flip? And the second question is, do you think Google will ever release a flip? No. If they need to. <laughs> and this is something Fair. that... Uh, since all the announcements I've been kicking around, Google didn't need to make a flip. There's only one way to use a flip, and that's open, and it's just like any other phone. Exactly. A fold is essentially two displays. One when it's closed, it's a regular phone. Two when it's open, it's like a something that we don't know. And Google feels like they need that to work on the software. They don't need to do anything with a flip. Yeah, and, and I think uh, Derek's point in the article that a Fold lets Google show off yeah. is primarily why we're seeing the Fold first, because in that presentation, uh, Dave Burke showed off a ton of new stuff in, we'll call this stock Android for the conversation. We know Pixel Android isn't really stock, but a lot of this is being baked into stock and has been since Android 12L, which you know this now gives them sort of an official hardware platform to show all this off instead of, well, here's Samsung's version of the thing that we co-developed, you know? (laughs) Now it's like, oh, here it is in Android as it's supposed to be in Android. Yeah. You know, do with it what you want, but this is Google's way of being able to show off all the crap they've been working on in an actual product you can buy, right? You know, not right now, but very soon. Right. Yeah, that's true. I want to also read the quote that Google sent to us when we asked why the company is not launching a Pixel Flip. Um, And so Google basically said, they explained that the foldable development isn't cheap. Um, They said, quote, the technology to develop foldables comes with a notable cost, and we have not hit our long-term price targets yet. 
Um, that said, our users will get a compelling experience with the Pixel Fold that allows them to do more things that simply are not possible on a standard smartphone, like easier multitasking and entertainment on the interior screen. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it make it costs a lot of money to build a foldable device, and so you want to reap the rewards based on what you produced, right? When I just have to say, whenever they say entertainment on a folding phone, I recently had a chance to watch a full screen video on a folding phone. Man, that sucks. <laughs> I liked it better on my non-folding phones because it's just, it's so much empty, wasted space. Yeah. Uh, and it's the aspect ratio. There's nothing a manufacturer can do about that. So Google has to do something with the software. I'll just use YouTube as an example. You hit full screen, you get a 16 by 9 image at the top, put all that black space on a border on one side and at the bottom, and do something with it. Don't just leave it black bars around the, the, the picture. Google, that's your job. That's why you have a folding phone now. Fix that kind of stuff. Nick, you use a folding phone. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, now I, I know... On the Galaxy Fold 4, um, when I go into YouTube and I go into full screen, there are times when I want to rotate it and just get a full screen video as, as much as it will fill, right? Even with the right. bars. Right. Um, and that behavior is a little weird sometimes, too. So that's, And that's yeah. what I'm talking about, to yes. be fair. So, so having maybe something more consistent with what I want or even even being able to, you know, Turn it, hit the button, and then the phone going, hey, I notice you always do this. Would you like this to be the default behavior? That would be really cool to see. And I know Pixel phones, I feel like, are very good at doing that. They will constantly, as you're using them, go, hey, did you know you could do this? Hey, uh, this feature might be better for your use than another. And I think only Motorola it is the one that does that as well. They constantly will remind you that there's this feature that you haven't tried yet, there's this one thing you haven't done yet. Check this one setting. Like, I like that, you know, the toast notifications and things like that that make me feel like the phone is smart and it is actually trying to cater to my usage versus here's a whole bunch of settings. I got to spend an hour scrolling through menus and ticking boxes on and off and see if I like them, right? Yeah. I, I, I had a question because um, I've only, like, held the fold i haven't i haven't really played with it or anything the um samsung fold not the the pixel one um but i, I haven't actually played with it so um, maybe one of you guys, you guys can tell me can you open two different apps when the fold is fully open yeah okay well that 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 kind of is interesting because like i was just thinking like oh you know maybe if you're a journalist like an entertainment journalist covering the grammys or academy awards you could have like a cat the academy awards on the top screen watching it and you could have twitter or i don't know whatever blue sky whatever you're using to like tweet at the same time or whatever i don't know it's just something that i was thinking about but um during fantasy football season i usually have four different windows open on my fold and i'm, and I'm not exaggerating because i have several different leagues along with like yeah. the youtube tv app or whatever streaming app i'm using to watch the game so i can keep track of everything on my phone on my foldable right that makes sense um okay well i guess uh we're probably not going to see a pixel flip anytime soon maybe we will maybe we won't but I, I think motorola will force their hand 
because in the in the flip space, maybe the phone isn't as good as the Z Flip, but Motorola is pushing the envelope a little more with the outer display, and that's where the work has to go. So maybe Motorola or or maybe Oppo. It's not going to be Samsung to push the envelope because Samsung focuses. I, I call it the fun aspect. Man, a Z Flip is a fun phone. Sure, it is a very it is a very fun phone. I agree. I thought it was boring. Like I had one, and I I, I only had it for like a month or two. But I also think, like, uh, considering you are a bigger guy, you like bigger phones. Like I feel like the Flip is just too dinky for you. Well, no, it's because it's. Bo- I have a million, not literally. I have a million slab phones, and ultimately, when it's unfolded, that's all that it is. Fair. Yeah, but when it's folded, it fits in your shirt pocket, and it's still useful. And it's to me. I'm, t- I'm 32. I don't have shirts with pockets. <laughs> I'm 52, and getting... all of my shirts have pockets. Exactly. Yeah, you should start getting shirts with pockets. There you go. I, I think this kind of <laughs> illustrates why there are these different form factors, though, right? Like you, they're just for different people. And one is not going to fit, you know, for another person. Like Derek even said, he has zero interest in a fold form factor. Yeah. Like, yes, it's it's more utility, but it's not something he wants. Absolutely. And it's some. It's, it's not as convenient. No. And I think it also depends on the person, too. Right. Like I have like my mom, for example, she really wants a flip because she thinks it's just like fun. It's cute. It's like. You know, and my mom is my mom. Like, she's not thinking about, like, productivity and, like, getting a fold. Like, she's not there right. doing the things that you you and I are probably doing, right? She just wants something that looks cool that, that she can probably show off to her friends or something. I don't know. She's <laughs> going to bedazzle right. it and yeah. get the pink one. And yeah, but, I mean, I, I, I would ne- never see myself buying a folding phone. But I can see myself one day biting the bullet and buying a flip phone because I like flip phones. I think they're cute. Anyways, make a slider for me, Google. If you know, find an old BlackBerry torch on Craigslist, buy that thing, get out your calipers and remake it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we have uh, some other fun stuff that we want to talk about. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's powerful hiring platform can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data in the US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because let's just face it, you wanna be able to find the right candidate for your job. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ACP. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Okay, um, so we're going to go back to something that Andrew, you wrote. We started with Andrew. We're going to start with Andrew yet again. Um, and I really like this article because I think, you know, we kind of talked about it briefly last week, but I'm glad that Andrew is here to talk about it more in depth because, um, you know, he, he he is very knowledgeable in tablets. So the article that he wrote is Google says Pixel tablet is not a Nest Hub replacement but it kind of is. And I made this argument. We talked about this last week. I fully think that the Pixel tablet makes a great replacing thing for the Nest Hub. But then, of course, Jerry, you indicated that you didn't like that idea because you would want to be able to purchase something that is cheaper. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew, walk us through this. Tell us your thought process here. Why do you think it kind of is a Nest Hub replacement? And do you think it should be a nest hub replacement it's laying i i wrote this article and like the more that i think about it Mm -hmm. the more that i feel that it's laying the groundwork for something new down the line i don't know what google's gonna do google's the nest hub and nest hub max are Mm -hmm. several years old i don't remember exactly how old they are it's their time it's time for a revamp and this is the first step in that plus they include the charging speaker dock in the box, which is not something that I was actually expecting them to do. I thought it was going to be like every other phone device maker. You got a other than Samsung with the S Pen, which is not the same thing as a charging speaker dock. Um, I, I think they're laying the groundwork for for a bigger revamp of their Nest smart display product lineup. I just don't know when that's going to be. Do you think that is something that is necessary for Google to do? Um, And I just want to go back to something that um, Jerry had said last week, which is, um, you know, that the the tablet is pretty expensive. Like it's not a cheap device. Uh, Granted, it comes with a a charging dock that acts as a speaker as well. And it acts as a good speaker, but um, it's still expensive. And it takes away from the market of people who want to have something that is similar to a Nest Hub or something or or acts like a Nest Hub, but is at a cheaper price point or at an affordable price point. Um, So when you talk about this, you know, update that Google needs to do with this with its lineup of Nest Hub products. Do you think that it's really do you really think it's time for a revamp? And in the process of that revamp, do you think Google should reconsider its price points for some of its products? Can you not ask me good questions that I don't have answers to? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm very I ask you these questions because you are really smart. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. well, you you asked me a good question earlier and I answered with an honest answer. <laughs> no, be honest. Yeah, be honest. Because like I've honesty. got something really stupid to say that will make people think I'm far stupider than you once you're finished. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. Can you repeat the question? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. Genuinely. Okay. First of all, first question is. Do you do you think it really is time for a for a revamp of the Nest lineup yes. for Google? Okay, why? Uh, it's just it, it's just time. There, it, it's three to four years. There's all this different stuff with Matter and Thread and the Pixel Tablet and the charging speaker dock. Don't I think if I'm rem- remembering correctly, they don't have the Thread radios for correct the smart home stuff. Yeah, there's no Thread radio, which in it, which is weird. Leaves, yeah, which leaves the door because it leaves the door open for something that, that like all the little things that we've learned after I.O. is like it leaves the door open for something bigger down the line. 
I don't know what the bigger thing is, whether it's a revamp of the Nest lineup, because they're not going to get rid of the Nest branding or anything. Like, they're not going to... It's not the Pixel Hub or Pixel Home Well, I, I'm wondering when you say, like, there's something big to come, do you think that means in terms of the way we look at our smart home? Like, do you think no, it's going to get... No, no. Oh, uh, oh okay. If, if, <laughs> if there was a company that would do it, it would be Google or Apple. I don't see Google doing that. The, the way we look at our smart home is now set in stone. We're going to need an entirely new product category right, before right, we change right. that. So companies have to adapt to how we like things. Fair enough. Okay, so going back to my second question then, um, Andrew. So... As I mentioned, you know, the qualm is that the Pixel tablet, should it be the first entry to the revamp of this lineup of devices, is still pretty expensive. It's not a cheap device. Do you think this is a good time for Google to consider revamping those price points? If there is a re if there is a revamp in the Nest lineup, then I almost feel like there should be a revamp in prices, no? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I'm looking at it from the, I'm thinking while you're talking, and I'm looking at it from the, if Google wants some guidance on what it should do, just look at what Amazon's done with their Fire tablets and their Echoes, the Echo Shows, like for the smart display stuff. Um, what I would have loved to have seen, and I think, that this could happen. I, there's no indication insider information, uh, like an eight inch tablet with the same kind of concept as the, the, um, the, the, the pixel tablet. But that could be, cause if you look at Amazon's, I know I'm bouncing around. If you look at Amazon's lineup, it, those, their, their tablets can turn into smart home controllers and basically echo shows just in tablet form, complete with, um, I'm not, Hey, dingus capabilities. Mm. Um, mm. I don't know what Google is going to do. I agree that there's something in the, uh, I agree that the way we look at the smart home now is, is not the way that it's going to be three years from now. I just don't know what that looks like, but I do think that this is Google's first jump first, like moving point to changing the segment entirely. I just don't know what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. Well, now it's time for me to be stupid because because <laughs> I, I I fumbled so, over my words a lot that one. Nah, you were fine. No, you were fine. But you were fine. Last week, I I, I said that I I actually I, I need another Google Smart Display device. I need one here so I can use my you know my little doorbell camera from my office. Uh I just I, I'm not willing to spend double the price for a tablet with a little stand and a watch that I'm not going to use. So I'll probably just order the the Nest uh, Hub, whatever the hell it's called. I, that would all go out the window if the smart base or if the base that's just a speaker and a dock was smart. If that was like a Nest Home Mini that you can just attach a screen to when you want a screen attached to it. When you don't, you take it off, but it still functions. Why why oh, wasn't yeah. that done? That'd be cool. That'd be what cool. What if in six months from now, they keep the charging speaker dock around, but they do release an eight inch tablet and the tablet costs like 250 or 200 bucks? Or 
150. Like, would you consider it then? Yeah, maybe because I, I think Android tablets suck. I think they're just terrible and nobody should ever buy one. But it would be the same price and give me the same functionality plus a few extra things. So, yeah, I would probably buy that. Because I, like, I think that that would be, I think that the, I haven't seen the charging the dock in person. Uh, I didn't go to IO, but it's probably a little bit too big for an eight inch tablet. But I think that that could be where we go. Then that's why Google did part of why Google did the whole pogo pen crap as opposed to a different do, doing something similar to what you're saying, Jerry, because then people would just buy the speaker docks and they would sell zero tablets. Just what I'm saying is the the Nest Home Mini, get rid of it. Get rid of what they have today. The future of the Nest Home Mini has a slot and pogo pins on it, and you can dock a Pixel tablet in it. Oh, yeah. And sell it for a hundred bucks, eighty nine bucks, whatever they charge for a, a home mini. And then every few months, you can find it on sale for nine bucks in a, you know, a, a box of Cheerios, whatever the hell they they do stupid sales to try to move them. Do that. Why do we need a? small speaker that does not have this capability you don't have to use it but make it so it can be used for idiots like me no i agree with that actually i think that would have been smart if they did do that but maybe that is something that they can consider upgrading not not if i trademark that yeah i'm working on that right now then they'll have to come they'll have to come after you if i'm gonna call (laughs) it the pixel with two x's Oh, yeah. God, just do triple X. Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. That's probably right. taken. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about something that's completely not related to Google. This um, is the best story of the day. No, this is hilarious. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no, it's it's pretty funny, and I, I actually want to talk to Jerry about this because I think he might have some good insight on it. But, um, okay, so essentially Montana governor approves ban on TikTok across the state. Uh, TikTok has officially been banned on uh, for all residents in Montana. The state's governor has signed a bill that makes the platform's operation within the state unlawful. Uh, Montana will formally implement the law beginning in January 2024 unless it's overruled by a court. So essentially what this means is if you download TikTok in Montana, you could be fined up to $10,000, which is a lot of day. That's a lot of money. Um, but the irony of all of this, okay, so one, the law begins January 1st, 2024, unless overturned by a court. TikTok is expected to contest the ban. TikTok has also put out a statement saying that you can still use TikTok to, uh, within the state of Montana. Um, you know, I, I just, I think this is, I just think it's funny um, because a state ban isn't necessarily like law. Or I guess it is law, but it's not like, I don't, I don't know how, how I can explain this. Like, unless it's a federally regulated law, it doesn't necessarily mean TikTok will get deleted from Montana. You know what I mean? Like, unless the U.S. federal government is like, TikTok, you are banned from this country. It can't really get banned. You know, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Am I making sense? Yes, because essentially the the governor of Montana put out a statement saying, Hi, I'm an idiot. That's all this is. Yes. That's all this is. I want every person in North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, Wyoming. I think Wyoming borders Montana. 
if you live, yes, if you live in, I'll use Sheridan, Wyoming as an example, but you live north of Sheridan and you're close to the Montana border, boy, you better make sure your phone isn't connecting to a cell tower in Montana because if it is and you use TikTok, you're fined $10,000. Well, not really because this is going to get overturned, you know, faster than you can snap your fingers. (laughs) <laughs> this is so stupid. I love it. I love stupid people doing stupid things. Dear Governor of Montana, you're stupid. I I also love that this guy's like, yeah, we did it to protect the privacy and security of Americans. And nothing but, uh, nothing has been revealed. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, uh, but it's not going into effect until uh, January 1st next year. So uh, security and safety of Americans doesn't mean diddly crap for the next seven months. <laughs> Oh my God! It's just it's so, so funny so, to so me. I mean, what's going it's on so to, to you, Americans? Like, I don't understand. Tell me. Uh, we're stupid. There's nothing else to say <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's literally all there is to we're, it. We're stupid, and this country is run by stupid people. Amen. Oh my God! If they take away TikTok, that means you can spend more time on social media that tells you about how to use guns and overthrow the government. Oh my goodness! That's the kind of stuff that that you know. A lot of the people that support this are in you know in support of this social media who skirts the law oh wait no that's next your 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 telegram channels they're already not allowed to be used on montana state devices or any device used to conduct business for the state of montana that's next your gun group your anti-tax group that's on telegram this governor that you're loving so much right now he wants those gone too. Yeah. This is why I really wanted to put this topic in, to be honest. <laughs> I just needed to hear all of this. And his one thing he struck me is is, you know, if if a social media app uh benefits or is ran by adversarial foreign governments, that means Twitter, because Saudi Arabia is like the biggest single investor in Twitter. Yes. Well, are they still or did they pull out their funding? I I hope they didn't because that would make me look really stupid right now. Oh, well, no, no, no. I, I, I only assumed because of what happened with, you know, obviously when when Elon Musk took over, like, I wonder if they, they may have pulled out, but maybe they're still part of I don't know. It, I have no idea. I don't. It, it just showcases how dumb it is to try and pull a stunt like this. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, next re- election cycle. It's remember how I tried to save you from those damn liberals and their TikToks? vote for me <laughs> that's what the hell this is i need that i need that recording like captured i'm gonna put it as my ringtone oh my god i hate that's people so that funny. fight about politics and crap like this pushes that fight and that divide even more no dear montana governor whose name i don't know why are you trying to divide people and make them hate each other oh god why <laughs> that's a serious question why why don't you look out for the people in your state no matter what their politics or thoughts or ideas which are still legal well, no matter what they are why do you have to do divisive shit like this you're not trying to protect anybody from the chinese hell you are probably financially tied to chinese companies somehow because most people that have any type of investment income are tied to chinese companies don't do this you're better than this even if you don't know it don't. Well, he well he wants to get revoted, so I mean reelected, so I mean you know. Well, and that's a shame too. Don't vote for somebody just because they pull a stunt. Vote for somebody who looks out for every Montanan. Is it Montanan? Montanian? Montanian. Everybody, everybody that lives in Montana deserves 
to be treated the same from their government. This is true. Okay, let's talk about Nick and your review that went up today. It's Thursday, May 18th. It's titled Samsung Galaxy A54 5G Review. Perfectly boring. Yep. (laughs) I mean, you know. Okay, so four stars out of five. Um, Pros are bright OLED display, good cameras with 4K recording, tons of software features, years of promise updates, full Galaxy ecosystem support. Cons, gaming performance is lacking, all plastic build, portrait mode could do could be better. Um, you know, it seems like a pretty average phone to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think the thing that stressed me out a little bit when I was reading through this was the all plastic build. That part just kind of stressed me out a little bit. That's fair. Um, yeah, so let's let's start with the price, right? It's four hundred and fifty bucks, which lines right up with you know the, the rest of the A five series. It used to be five hundred bucks in some cases, but I think four fifty is kind of their new sweet spot. Now, if you look at the phone. Okay, you line all the Samsung phones this year up to up to each other. If you throw out the S23 Ultra, love to. That's the only one that looks I would different. Love to. You wouldn't have any idea what phone you're looking at. And honestly, for the most part, even when you pick them up, I feel like you really need to look around and feel around to decide, "Oh, this one's a more premium phone" because they're all pretty close to the same weight. They're all really solidly built. And yes, this one's plastic, but that's not what I thought when I first took it out of the box. And I think that's a positive point in and of itself, right? Like I actually had to like tap on it to be like, yeah, that's that's plastic. It has like that that slight hollow sound that plastic has versus glass, right? Um, and I think they really have just improved these phones so much for the, the same price effectively that that part is really impressive. And, and like last year with the, the Exynos 1280, their performance was better than the previous year, but it really struggled to do stuff. Um, I, I would say every day, like making a phone call, sending messages, browsing the web, whatever, those were fine. But once you started getting into like some more media consumption, watching videos, doing other things on the phone, that's where you could really see it struggle, okay? This year, you don't have any of that. Uh, The phone feels exactly like an S23. It's got 120 hertz display. It's super fast. Everything's smooth, blah, 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 right? I mean, it's it's almost just what you expect from a phone these days. It just works, okay? Um, Gaming performance is a little lacking, like I said, because they're using slower storage. And, you know, obviously they had to cut the price somewhere. So they make the $450 phone versus a $700, $800 phone. But it's fine. You just, it's, it's going to be hitching when you play like Fortnite or something, right? Like anything that has a big world that has to load a lot of stuff while you're playing, it's, it's going to hitch quite a bit. But everyday stuff is great. And I think that's really where this phone does a much better job versus its predecessors. Man, to me, it just sounds like you listed a whole bunch of reasons why you should buy a Pixel 6a for $100 less. Yeah. And that's basically what I said throughout the entirety of the review (laughs) was like, you know, this is better than last year's for the price. It's pretty good. 
Uh, you know, if you really like Samsung software or something, then maybe get this over a Pixel. But I, honestly, I just, if you are in a country where they sell a Pixel 6a or even a 7a, I would buy those in a heartbeat over this. They do pretty much everything better. And that puts Samsung in a rough spot. Right. That's none. None of these companies that make phones can be happy with Google's A series phones. <laughs> they have to hate not. them. Because they, yeah, this, the Pixel if, A series is just really freaking if, good. If they didn't exist, this would probably be one of the best. Yeah, I'll use the word cheap because I can't think of a better adjective right now. This looks like one of the best cheap phones you could buy, but you can spend a hundred dollars less and buy a six A, or when the seven A launches, probably about the same amount of money, and buy a seven A, which does all these things a little bit better and faster and and is is probably going to be a better phone minus the extra software samsung gives you right yeah and and i really think that the extra software stuff that samsung gives you is is probably its biggest selling point um you know plus in a lot of cases it it still supports its phones for one more year than google does um, I, I don't know if a fourth Android update on a mid-range phone is really that big of a deal versus a third update. I don't know how long people are going to keep these phones because, uh, you know, in, in this particular case with this kind of processor, it might feel terrible in three or four years, right? It might be really slow. Whereas I feel like a Pixel 6a or a 7a is still going to be pretty decent in three or four years because that was a flagship processor last year or two years ago, right? Yeah. I, I, that, that whole thing, I think Google just did one year less to give itself some wiggle room. You know, if, hey, if when Android 15 comes around, if the 6A can run it, you might get it. Right. But if it can't run it, we don't have to give it to you. Whereas Samsung, they're, they're stuck. They, they have to give last year's phone android 16 whether it runs well or not yeah and like these this one's gonna get android 17 is what what the promise equates to yeah for this particular right. phone right and and who knows what the requirements for android 17 are going to be maybe the 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 minimum requirements are going to be more than this phone has i doubt it but it's possible what do you do then so that whole you know platform updates for x number of years I I really don't care much about that. Anyway, it's the other updates, the upkeep, maintenance, bug fixes, and security that's important to me. So right, and this phone will get them. Yeah, Samsung is is getting better every month. It's supporting more phones with updates, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Definitely. And this one will be even better than the phone Samsung introduced last yeah. month. Yeah. And or the month before, or the month before, or the month before, because it's Samsung. Yeah. And as far as the price goes, you know, with the way carriers in the U.S. go, and, and maybe even other countries, depending on how that works, you may very well find this for way less than a Pixel. You might get it for actual free. Right. Of, you know, promo free. Give it, give it. Give it two months, and this will be the phone free you get at Verizon. And that's a hell of a deal if you're going right. to sign a contract it, anyway. Exactly. And, and and I kind of feel like that's where this type of, of strategy really plays in for a partner like Samsung. Because now, even when you get the, quote, crappy free phone, it doesn't really feel like a crappy free phone, right? Like, it, you're going to use it and go, huh, Samsung's pretty good. 
Maybe I'll spend money on the phone next time. Well, on that note, let's talk about our last topic. Nick, I'm going to go back to you. Hooray. Um, so you, you recently started a new roundup article type of situation. It's, I, I was talking to Jeremy, our editor-in-chief, today to be like, what do we classify this type of article? So it's kind of like a buying guide, but it's more editorial. Um, and it's titled Upcoming PS VR 2 Games. And the thing is, it's that you don't just list the games that people should buy. You almost give like little mini blurbs about these games, you know, what the game is like and what you can do and stuff and where you can buy it. So I, I like to call it an editorial buying guide. <laughs> there you go. If you will. So, um, you know, you update this a lot. Um, I don't know how often you do. I think it's like every week at some, I guess, at some point. But um, I, what I, I what I wanted you to, to do with this um, segment was basically, why don't you talk us through some of the games that you think are the most exciting and worthwhile in your opinion and why? Okay. Well, like I said, the, the PSVR 2 launched with 40 games, I think was about the number, right? Which is quite good for really any system. Well, um, but but how many of them were great? Half, at least half of them were great? I, w- I would say at least half of them were worth buying, maybe slightly more than half, yes. So, yeah, that's a huge deal there. Right. And and a lot of them, uh, really most of them, were, were Quest games. And I think that was the big the big joke when it came out, right, is like there were only like five actual PSVR 2 exclusive games. Um, and in this list... Uh, Michael and I both agreed that we should section it out because that's that's kind of Sony's differentiator in this whole thing. Not that Meta doesn't have its own, um, you know, exclusive games, but Sony tends to get some of the bigger names in there, right? So, like, for instance, on this list we have the Resident Evil 4 remake, which sold gangbusters when it came out a month or two ago on the PS5. I was going to say, right? that's, like, that's a big, big title. Yeah, and, and Resident Evil 4 VR is on the Quest, but it's the original PS2, GameCube, whatever version, right? Like, we're talking a pretty big gulf in graphics here. And then you've got a couple of other names that you might not recognize if you didn't have the original PSVR. Um, you've got Firewall Ultra, which is a sequel to Firewall on the first PSVR. It's like a squad-based uh, game. Uh, and then you have like Synapse, which is a by the studio Endreams, which has done a ton of, of bigger VR games uh, on the market. You've got Crossfire, Sierra Squad, again, same kind of thing. You may not recognize these, but then we move into like Aces of Thunder, Sea Smash, like a couple of other titles like that that were not always in VR or uh, have a presence somewhere else that Sony is now going to be able to use their weight to, to push these titles on here. And Wait, I, I do have one quick question, though. Do you... Are you planning to play all of these games? Heck no. <laughs> oh, okay. So which one are you planning to play, then? <laughs> well, I was going to ask. I was like... Wow, do you have like multiple versions of you? Like, do you are you cloned in some way? Like, how do you like play all these games? Yeah, and also I wish. My gosh, work, but it, no, it, there are so many freaking games. But okay, so that kind of the point of this and the timing of this is because Sony has a showcase coming out on the twenty fourth, where they're going to be unveiling a bunch of uh, what what they said were games from top studios around the world, and it's going to be an hour long showcase where they're going to show off both ps5 and psvr2 games 
Some of them are first party, some of them are third party, but you know, an hour long showcase is a big deal. It's pretty cool. And yeah. I think it's going to play in really well to their strategy of doing these hybrid AAA games where like Resident Evil 4 remake, they're going to have the full game on the PS5 and you can also play it in VR. And like Resident Evil 8's the same way and Gran Turismo's the same way and they're going to do this with a couple of games. So I fully expect them to unveil stuff that people are going to go, oh, yeah, I could buy that once and play it no matter what medium I want to play it in. Like that's a that's a great concept. And I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing that way and I hope they continue to do more of it. Totally. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing about it and I hope you get to play a lot of these games like they sound really fun to be honest yeah I, I mean i'll get i'll get some i just you know it's again it's like how much time do i have yeah especially when we're when we're playing zelda yeah <laughs> and we have all these I like mean... foldable phones coming out and all this other yeah. stuff like I, exactly, I exactly. So <laughs> nick i just want to know is is rapala pro fishing ever coming out for the psvr2 i have no idea Okay, well, you need to find that out because that's like the biggest news of the decade, at least to me. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's that's the only reason I turn on my PlayStation anymore. I yeah I, I yeah I I think I'm I just I think we're also expecting like Beat Saber Among Us, a couple of these other games that we're waiting on to see when the heck the release dates are. I saw a meme, and you remember. God, it was years ago in, in Breaking Bad when she leans over and you think it is after they got their marriage troubles and you think she's going to kiss him and she says, I slept with Ted. Well, it it was, you know, I, 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 I slept with Carmack. <laughs> and, and, oh my God. Know, it was a, a, a VR yes. dev. Who, and, you I know, was like wondering where this story was going. I was like... <laughs> What are you trying to say here? It's hilarious. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm really excited. And Nick, obviously, I hope you get to play some of these games and report back to us because, um, you know, I, I mean, I think it's a really interesting topic and I want to learn more about it. Good. Um, okay. Let's talk about the things that made us happy this past week. I'm you pretty sure three of us are going to have the same thing. Yeah, three of us are going to say the same thing. It's fine. I so, have Jerry, other Jerry you go first. Since <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fair. Unless you don't. Well, well, you know, we'll go first, and then that'll give you, yeah, you all go 30 seconds about. To, to prep. Uh, yeah, so Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, T-O-T-K, uh-huh. baby. Yep. So at least, at least for me, mine's a little different. Um, not just because of that, but because I went to the midnight release of tears of the kingdom mm, so cute at so gamestop cute. like the old days i haven't done a midnight release since like uh the xbox 360 okay i don't, I don't even Wait, know you have to tell the whole story though like you didn't tell your son all right so i figured gamestop would open early or do something like that again i haven't been to a midnight, midnight release in forever so i called them on that thursday and she said hey if you can come down here before seven we'll get you a receipt with a number on it, and you can show up. It was another store like 20 minutes down the road I had to go to. Wow. Um, you show up at, at, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever. We'll be passing out stuff. They'll, you can pick it up at actually at midnight, right? And so this whole time, my son was thinking, all right, well, I got to get up early the next day and, and get, you know, schoolwork done and stuff. <laughs> and then once I'm done with that, we'll go to GameStop and, 
and pick up the game. So unbeknownst to him, I go at midnight and I show up there and, you know, the the energy was great. It was like they were doing giveaways and raffles and like it was just, it, was so, it awesome. was so much fun. It was so much fun. Oh my God. And then I get home and I was going to surprise him. So at like 1, 1 a.m., I go in his room and I'm like, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what I got? And he sits up and he's like, no. Oh. He goes, he lays back down and goes back to sleep. And I'm like, what the heck? I look at my wife and I'm like, she's just like, oh, well, try it again. All right, wake him up again. I give him a second to like rub his eyes. I show him the game and he looks at it and goes, no, I want to go back to bed. <laughs> I'm just crushed. I'm like, fine, I guess I'll sleep. Oh my god! So then he no, wakes me you, up at, the next morning. Yeah, he yeah, wakes me up yeah. early the next morning, like five thirty in the morning, and it's like I gotta get all my schoolwork stuff and, and stuff done so we can go to GameStop and get the game. And I'm like, okay. So I roll out of bed. He's out there doing schoolwork. I make my tea. I bring my cup of tea over and sit next to him, and I have the game in my hand. And I, I nudge him. I'm like, hey, check this out. Look what I got. And he looks at it and he goes, <laughs> he does like a double take. He's like, what? How, how do you already have it? <laughs> like, he didn't remember anything from the previous night. <laughs> oh, my god! So then we played so Tears amazing. of the Kingdom for 13 hours. End of story. Goodbye. Love it. We love it. it we love great. to see it. We love it. It's so cute. So much fun. It. Okay. Um, Andrew, do you want to go next? Or Jerry, do you want to go next? I mean, I'll go next. But what makes me happy isn't going to make a lot of other people happy at all. So, I'm going to tell you in advance, this is a little controversial. No. But it's not bad. Okay. But it, it's the kind of thing that makes me happy. Is uh, I, I, I got to target shoot with a Marine Corps sniper. Oh. And I like to target shoot. I don't run around with an AK-47 in Walmart. I don't, you know, I, 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 I'm not that guy. But I do do like the target shoot and I do carry a firearm for self-defense because that's the only way I can defend myself I can't stand up uh and we target shoot and my dad and I we target shoot around 500 yards to try to see who can do the best and you know usually we we shoot at much less of a distance but then at the end of the day we'll after the barrels are too hot to be that accurate we'll we'll see who can shoot the longest well a friend of my father's is, is a marine corps sniper and he brought his 50 caliber out i didn't get to shoot it the ammunition's just too expensive right now and i got to watch him make a 1370 yard shot and he Holy. hit a target the size of a pie plate that you wow. need high power binoculars to even see and if you like to target shoot, you know how cool that is. That's pretty impressive. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. If you don't like to target shoot, no, nobody was hurt. None of the three people that were there liked to run around with guns, and none of us want to shoot at any human being. My God, the last thing I ever, ever would want to do is use a gun in self-defense. That would ruin my life. Uh, that, that's not who we are, but target shooting is fun. And to me, that was a blast just just watching him do that and watched him try to do it three times and succeed twice was amazing. amazing. It wasn't a fluke. He did it twice. I love that. That's so cool. That's really cool. And and the one time he missed, he had an excuse about the wind and stuff and we just ribbed him. Ah, Didn't even (laughs) listen. His excuse may have been valid. I don't know, because I could never attempt a shot like that. 
I love it. That's what it was cool. Totally. Okay. Um, Andrew, it's your turn. I don't, I don't have anything. What are you talking about? I haven't been able to play. I've played for like an hour and a half. You goons. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But at least say something. Something. No, Ooh, I got something no. better. I got something better. There you go. There, Clicks. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm I'm excited for to find time to play Zelda. I'm going away for vacation in about a week and a half, and when I get back, I will pro- hopefully have be able to pre-order my Pixel Fold. And yeah. That's it. I'm, you know what? That makes me happy. I'm, I'm happy that you are happy about that. That makes me happy. I'm going to come to your house and break it. I'm going to unfold it too far and snap it in half. First day Dude, you get we'll it. We'll use it as target practice. Before you even, yes, I'll invite my dad's friend over and we'll put oh, it God. like three times yeah, over. If, if he shoots it from a thousand yards away, I'll let it happen. And then, <laughs> oh, I'll, and then I'll send you the bill. Do you target shoot, Andrew? You, you understand yeah, just I, how. Yes, yes. He I, I said it awesome. wasn't that big of a deal because of the gun well, he was using. That's because he's a professional. Right, and and the gun and, and the, the equipment that he had, he said, well, it's just not that big a deal. But to me, it was a huge deal because I'll never There's be able to do so it. so many things you have to account for. It's not just like shooting a twenty two in your backyard. Which, yeah, a, that's my redneck can. target shooting. Hey, baby, no. you think I can shoot the walnuts out of that tree? No, shut up. Come inside. It's time for dinner. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, obviously, mine's going to be about Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, um, Tears of the Kingdom. I like Nick. It was really funny. Um, I like Nick, too. I I like, yeah, I like Nick. I don't. Screw <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, Good. I, along with Nick, stayed up uh, till midnight. <clears throat> struggling i was actually struggling to stay away. it was it was so challenging and i stayed awake until midnight and then i um i i played for an hour and then the next morning i was so because i'm kind of like your son nick i i get really delirious when i'm tired like i don't even realize what's happening sometimes i've actually had like full conversations with people and i don't remember like what i've said so the next morning I actually ended up replaying. Like I started the game from, from the beginning because I just didn't remember anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was just a really fun experience. I think the most there's, so there's two takeaways I'll have with this and, and both of them made me realize a lot about this game. Um, and also made me really happy about this game. So, um, the first is I think I don't like playing a game alongside the release of it, you know, and in the same time that everyone else is playing it, because I hear, I'm hearing a lot about it, right? Like I hear a lot about it on Twitter. I'm hearing it about in my friend circles. And I think I, I just, when I, when I played Breath of the Wilds, because I had played it after it was released so many years later, I didn't hear all that noise. And so for me, it was very much of a silent game. And so one, what I, what I've been doing while playing this game is I just put headphones on and I just play like I'm at my own pace. I'm not listening to anyone. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm just playing it. And that has been that has brought a lot of joy to me. And it makes me really happy. The second thing is, and this might be a little private, but I'm going to say it because it makes me really happy, is that I created a group chat with Andrew and Nick. And 
we've gotten a lot closer because we've talked a lot about Zelda and that makes me really, really happy. It's, it's really special when you can share something with other people in the same way that you feel about it. And I have gotten a lot closer to both of these really amazing gentlemen. And I'm really happy about that. Like that just makes me really happy that I get to Ex- experience this game with you guys and um i really i'm really happy about it so let that's me, the thing let me put a let me put a damper on this parade because <laughs> ah! so, playing zelda for the hour and a half that i've played in handheld mode has made me realize how effing old i am <laughs> and that's it okay me too though i mean i feel like i I don't know what I'm doing, but I think that's the beauty of it. You just play it and just have fun with it, right? That's all that matters. Yeah, you play it and have fun with it if you can see it. I can't see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Put your brightness up. Nick, how's it run? Fine. Is it jumpy and, and squatchy? Now, it play? I, I will say <clears throat> it is unbelievable what they can it's, pull it's out of the great, Switch hardware. Yeah. I yeah. mean, would it play dude, okay, on the, the size of this game, physically the size of this game has got to be at least three times the size of Breath of the Wild. It's insane. Oh, yeah. And it's if, insane. If you're just walking around, there's no loading. There's no load screens. There's no, like, even when you're going from really high to really low places, I, I imagine that's probably why, part of why there's the space there, right? But still, they do a good job of getting even all that stuff in there. the loading screens are not that long, to be honest. Yeah, and like if you warp around, it has to load, you know, obviously, because it has to then purge everything from the memory and start over. But yeah, even that, yeah, is not like a long time. It's a few seconds. It's really not a big deal. How do you think it would play on the cheap Switch? Because that's the one I got my grandkids because I'm cheap. The same as everything else. There's, uh, there's yeah. no, the there's same no performance difference. Also, I think it um, has less memory, but I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think this makes a difference or, or anything, but I played Breath of the Wild on the Switch Lite. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, and like, granted, I broke the joystick. <laughs> yeah. Truthy. I played it like so much and I was like, I was so aggressive when I was playing it. But that's but good because you get the new joysticks. They're better. Yeah, and I, anyways, I ended up. I actually ended up getting the OLED because I, I I wore my Switch down so much. But you can play Breath of the Wild, okay. uh, and I'm sure you can play um, Tears of the Kingdom on on the Switch Lite. I'm sure. Okay. Next question. She's five. Yes or no? Oh God, Jerry. No. I mean, yeah. If she has supervision, I feel like <laughs> there's there's like because I don't know what games to get her. I I. I well, I think we've discussed this before. I got rid of my Animal Switch. Crossing and Minecraft. Uh, yeah, get her I, Animal Crossing. She's just worn out Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get, you know what? Let her play Breath of the Wild with her parent. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say if you're going to do Zelda, Breath of the Wild is a great one to start with. And, that, and that's the thing is like this to me in almost every way feels like, you know, advanced Breath of the Wild. Like the controls okay. are more complicated. Yeah. There's more stuff you can do. Uh, yeah, it's I, don't, a little... I don't think she has it because Animal Crossing is what came with it. That's what I bought it for. Okay. For. I will say, I will say that Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you don't need to have played Breath of the Wild to play Tears no, of the don't. Kingdom. Correct. Like they did a really, really good job explaining and like setting things up for you and just walking you through things. And it was like. 
it's just you don't need to have played Breath of the Wild to play this game. Well, I, at all. I, I ask because her parents, and I'm not going to judge anybody here, but I like what they do. You get if you've done all your chores, everything's done, 90 minutes to do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, that's great. And and sometimes she likes to play on her Switch for those 90 minutes. And I don't want it to be 90 minutes of frustration for the poor kid. Well, I mean, I, but I also think that kids are so curious and then they, they just have fun. Like, I think, Nick, you were saying how, like, one time that you were playing with your son, like, all you did was build stuff (laughs) like in tears of the kingdom and i think that's just like so fun you know like you you get to like do so many things and it's not just like you know one thing that you have to do like there's just so many things right and that's that's the thing i love about the new zelda formula because like you know the old zelda games it was it was pretty straightforward you go from one place to the next to the next to the next and maybe you cut some grass in between but for the most part wait you can mow the lawn you you go through the stick yeah exactly you can you can mow the lawn and, and earn currency. It teaches you how to get a job. Oh, man, my finally my lawnmower <laughs> simulator because I'm an old man. That's, that's just that'd you be know the what, best you know game ever. Give her power wash simulator. That's it right there. That's kind of cool. I played that power wash it's, simulator. It's, it's fun. bizarrely fun. But that made oh me want God. leaf raking and lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> yeah, I would play that well, for hours. All that to say is that. Um, yeah, Zelda is a really special game. And, and um, if you haven't played it, you guys should play it. Well, it's, it, it's really awesome. Of course, she's exposed to it because she's in elementary school. That's what all the kids are talking about. And Obviously, and obviously. I, I want to try to impress mom and dad because they do not like my choice in video games. <laughs> well, anyways, on that note, if you haven't played Zelda, listeners, please go listen, go play it. This is uh, Nintendo. Please sponsor me because <laughs> of how much I love you and Zelda. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. I'm just kidding. Okay, bye. Um, okay, <laughs> on that note, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to our silly little podcast and our little banter. We really, really appreciate it, and um, we'll catch you guys soon. Bye. Bye.